it's not just a we're not just this art center with these teachers over there but we are like it, it, it's much closer knit it's a much closer community where we we really know the artists and and they know us really and it's so it's, it is kind of like family and i think that i mean that as long as we keep that alive too i think uh we're gonna stay here that was paul mosammer creativity explored's director of programs i'm jeff and this is storied san francisco Welcome to part three in our Creativity Explored series. Creativity Explored is an art space for folks with developmental disabilities located in the Mission. If you missed parts one or two, please go back and check those out. Paul grew up in Vienna and his parents were both artists. In this podcast, we hear the story of his circuitous route to San Francisco in the late 1980s and his eventual arrival at Creativity Explored, a place he's been volunteering or working with for more than 30 years. In the background of this episode, you'll also hear from Creativity Explored artist Vincent Jackson. Here's Paul. So I grew up in Vienna, Austria. My whole family still lives there, meaning my parents, my siblings, one bro- uh, two brothers and a sister. And uh, yeah, I mean, they had a big influence on me because my parents were, you know, often you hear people kids get discouraged from choosing art as a direction. Yes. But my parents were the opposite. Oh. They were, my father's an architect. My mother was an artist, uh, golden silversmith, but she was really an artist in her way. I mean, everything about yeah. her is, was art. She lived art. She lived art, even though she didn't pursue a career because she ended up being at home mother of yeah. four. Okay. And, uh, but she did it in all these other ways, creativity. Yeah. And, and so... I learned we we had that a strong culture of going to museums, which from kids it's like, oh my god, right. <laughs> and not a museum. I don't want to go. Well, we went to Italy in the summer a couple of times, which was great because in Austria you have no ocean, and so going to Italy was great because you had the ocean as a kid in, in the beach. But then we would go every other day to Ravenna or some cultural city and look at old Byzantine mosaics and and cathedrals, and I was. <laughs> exhausting but i appreciate it in the long run because i of was course. really interested in all that uh later when i was in my teens and late teens and I, I went back to italy many many times before i moved out here like every summer I sp- and and it was a great influence and so yeah I, you know I, tr- I went to art school in vienna and um what uh, what type of art were you and were you doing art before you went to yeah, I, I, so I did art all my life, kind of going to after-school arts programs, and and then I went to a textile design school for five oh. years between four, age fourteen and nineteen, and and it was like an amazing school. It was more like I think we were like forty-four hours a week a week there, so it was more oh, wow. than a job. But yeah. it was a lot of it was like drawing and uh, new drawing and painting outdoors and and. It, creating designs for, for tapestries. And so a lot, like more than half of it was creativity. And okay. the other half was just, you know, regular, whatever, English, German, and yeah, the boring all stuff. the <laughs> geography, which is, yeah. So, yeah. so that was a great school. Yeah. And so then, yeah, I was done with that with 19. And then I was kind of trying to get into the art academies in Vienna. And I was kind of, I was already really, I think I had my own voice in art and it felt like it was not so encouraged in some of these schools it was mm. like ah eh, you know what you're doing just 
they, they're looking more for raw talent, but right. not much more. Right. So I ended up going to this dinky private school, which not a great school, I think. But I was doing my own thing. I was doing etchings and lithographies at that time. Still and in Vienna. Still in Vienna. Okay. So I was kind of in my early 20, 21, maybe. Okay. And uh, yeah, I went there for a few years. And then I started traveling. And so when I was 20, 23. So then I went to Israel. And that's where I met my wife. Okay. Uh, back then, girlfriend. Is she and, Israeli? No, she's Cuban-American. Okay, so that's, just, that's just, what brought me to the U.S. You two just happened to be there at the same time? Yeah, so we were both oh. volunteered in a kibbutz. Yeah, uh, I, I love there. that. She was I there for that. four months. I was there. She was on a, a trip around the world, really, while I was oh. just kind of escaping Austria. I was like, I got to get out of here, oh. do something different. So I was there, and it was a great experience doing working in agriculture, but still having enough time in the afternoon to draw and paint and sit yeah. around. And meet people from all over the world, from you know Australia, right. Working Argentina. on the living on the kibbutz. Yeah, yeah. How long were you there? So I was there for three months, and and then Maria and I started traveling together. She had this plan of going to Africa. I had no money. I had no plan. I was like, I was just going to Israel, and so then we went to uh, Cairo, Egypt, and Cairo for five weeks. And then I, I borrowed money from her already. And then I asked my parents, can I borrow some money so I can go to Kenya with her? Okay. And uh, my parents like wired me some money, and, and, uh, which I later on paid back once I got a job in Vienna. But <laughs> yeah. then I spent another five weeks or so in Kenya, back to Israel. Wow. And then, this was maybe the 80s? This is, so this is 88, 88, 80, okay. 80, 89, going 88 into 89. Okay. And then... Um, and then Maria came with me to Vienna, and at that point, I made up my mind. I want to leave Austria. Okay. <laughs> Which was, you know, a very somehow quick decision. But yeah. uh, she went back to the U.S., and I worked, like, for four months to make money. And You said she's Cuban-American? Yeah, she grew Where up in Miami. Miami, She grew okay. up in Miami, yeah. Okay. And, but had lived in San Francisco prior to coming, oh. going on this trip. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so end of 89, two days before the earthquake, I came out here. Oh October, October 1589. Some people might blame you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what? That's cr that's amazing timing. Yeah, the timing was yeah. Uh, were you, like when the earthquake happened, were you like really? So I, I lived. I lived in Pacific Heights, uh, close to the film of Vincent on California Buchanan Street. Yeah. And apparently, because it's sort of on a rock, it didn't shake as much as in other places. Bedrock helps. So I just yeah. thought, oh, this is ooh, but yeah. I was not like. I wasn't scared. Like some yeah. people, like, you know, I had four room housemates at that time. And yeah. they all, one of them just got home a few minutes before the earthquake. And she was just, oh, my God, this is the big one. And uh, oh. and anyways, but then once it settled in, kind of like, oh, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is bad. This is serious. This is, this can happen. Uh, but uh, so this was my first few days. And then literally, and this is interesting, my wife ran into Creative Explorer. She saw Creative Explorer just before I got came out here. And she told me about it. And she said, you should check this place out because it's really, you would really like it. Did she just happen to be walking she by? She walked by, yeah. That's my and, story. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And and back then it wasn't that open. There was sort of stuff in the wind, like almost like white, pl not plywood, but it's it didn't look it like, it was, it didn't look. Things coming down and everything. Yeah. 
The gallery wasn't open yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a gallery. It was more like was... an office, and there was some ceramics in the front. But yeah. you really had to get through the office to go to come back here the gallery, yeah. to the studio part. Oh, but a part I didn't mention earlier now is like when I went to art school in Vienna, because I was, because of my parents, I was sort of groomed to go to galleries and look at all that stuff, you know? Yeah. And, but we had an art, uh, art history teacher who talked for one whole semester about art of children and art of people that were locked up in institutions with oh, mental wow. illness. Okay. And I was like, whoa, I really, that really, that just opened a new door to me. Magnetic. That really spoke to me. Yeah. And so I already in Europe and other places, uh, I really looked for art and museums and shows like that are not mainstream. So yeah. mainstream. And, and so, yeah, so my wife knew I had like a really affinity of like, like people that see things different from the regular way. And so when she and she's saw, like, and I she found saw, that for you here. And she said, you should go there. And so like literally a month later, it was like November, November of 89. I came in here, it was a rainy day. And I was just like, oh, my God, where am I? I was like, I stayed here for four hours. And uh, one of the teachers that's still here, Pilar Olabaria, she, you know, kind of talked to me in different artists. And I was just, I was mesmerized. I was totally mesmerized. And I was like, I want to volunteer here. Yeah. And, and it took me a couple of months. And in January of 1990, I started volunteering here. Okay. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead in the story, but do you still kind of feel that sense of magic and wonderment? Here? The sense of magic and wonderment with the art and artists never left. Yeah, I you know would think it's so. yeah it's 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 constantly it's, renewing. Yeah, it's and, renewing and there's magical stuff happens yeah. every day here. It's it's incredible. Awesome. But I sometimes don't see it as much because I'm pulled in. You're in it. My my other other directions now being yeah. more in management. There's right. So right. many other things going on that are, you know, that I. I don't love as much as the art and, sure. the, and the artists, but uh, that someone has of, to do it kind of pulls me away from it. So it's right. kind of like, you know, when we had to take a break last year because of the year and a half because yeah. of the COVID, yeah. um, it was, coming back was really sweet seeing sure. artists like in person again. Was and, it emotional? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, again, jumping ahead in the story, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's, it's emotional. I mean, it's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I can like Vincent, we're basically like, in different groups we have these three different pods throughout the week so like jd's in a different group from vincent i'm in a different group from vincent or jd in three different so it's 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 to protect ourselves from you know sure. like but it's it's kind of sad you know yeah. it's not we're not together and it's also with the teachers different teachers and managers they're all but in three different groups when he was here that was his table over there that was his table and it was that cabin, it was a, a, a tin cabinet. He would keep it locked. So nobody wouldn't go in there and steal, steal the supplies. <laughs> and then one day, one day before the class start, I said, call somebody go in your cabinet. Somebody go in your cabinet. Then Paul got up and asked the person, what what did you take out of it? What did you take out of it? They said, I don't know. Because I know most of when I did etching, he put most of our etching boards upstairs. Because he didn't want to leave them in the closet 
for somebody else to come and take them. See, I, we did a lot of etching. Yeah. I did a lot of crayon etching. Uh, we had a lot of white paper that was donated to us. Oh. I just made made the place and we etched. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's talk about the opposite of the pods. The world, the 30-some years that you were here before the pandemic. I mean, that's a lot, obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. to cover, but... Um, you said you started off as a volunteer or? Yeah, it's like 1990. I, came, I probably came in once a week okay. and I worked mostly with a <clears throat> former teacher. She's no longer here, Esther Hernandez. And the group that was in her down, it was kind of the lower area of the studio. Yeah, I Esther. And, uh, and that was great, but I was not quite sure what, like, what I'm really doing. I'm visiting, I'm not really helping. It was yeah. a little bit uncertain, yeah. but I definitely loved being here. Yeah. And then uh, a few months later, the former, this is our first director, Ray Patlan, he asked me if I wanted to be a substitute. And I was like, I'm not a teacher, yeah. but I can try. And yeah. so he, they hired me as a substitute for a few weeks. Okay. And, uh, and you know, it was just, I loved being, that, that, that felt more meaningful. I felt like, oh my God, Definitely. I can be with the artists, bring them paint, watch them, make sure everything's okay. Get That's kind invested. of how I felt like, I didn't feel like, I'm like a teacher. I felt much more like um, facilitating, helping. On, yeah. And I'm still actually, that hasn't changed for me over all the years. I mean, I can teach certain things, but I feel like we're almost learning. We're learning more than we're teaching in a way. Maybe yeah. sometimes the, the teaching artist. Yeah, it's, it's very collaborative. That's awesome. uh, and then, uh, yeah, like a year later, I was, uh, the funny thing is I actually didn't live in San Francisco for like six or seven months in between. Because I was on a car, a car trip. Like we, my wife and I bought a van, and we lived oh. in the van and drove throughout the country. Oh, fun! Went Florida and then came back like six, seven months later. And the director called me. He's like, "Are you still interested in substituting?" I was like, "I was kind of wondering what am I going to do when I come back to San Francisco." And I was like, "Oh yeah, there sure." Was. And I came, and that was remember Chewy Camposano, so Vincent's first teacher. Chewy was leaving on a kind of a health leave. He was not. I think he was just not feeling good and yeah, and so he left and he never yeah he was Vincent and him were very close yeah. Chewy Camposano and uh and then I realized well he's not coming back and Ray uh, the director asked me well do you want to apply for the job and I'm like I'm not qualified yeah I mean I was really thinking that <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh-huh. I didn't say it to him but I was like well you know and then and and then and then literally like he asked me again and then i told my wife I was, well, what, what do you think what do you just we right. make up a resume you apply i mean it looks like they want you yeah and and sure enough then i got that job and it was like in 91 1991 okay. and uh and think vincent what's funny is not funny but it's at that time you had that surgery and you were not here you had like yeah. a brain surgery yeah, I had a brain surgery. and at that time I was here. but they were called that hospital Believe yeah. you me, they would get on that phone call at hospital, uh, and then, then the switchboard operator at the, at the front desk say, "It's one of your one of your uh, instructors from creativity." Store. <laughs> I picked up awesome. the phone. I say, "Hello." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they they, I think one of them brought me some art supplies out there for me to draw. There you because go. Because I didn't want to be bored. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, after they... that. I moved all the way out to Westboro, and I had to, because after the 
after it was over, I had to get the doctor told me to get out the noise and you know go somewhere quiet. I I enjoy it. Well, I had to figure out where the buses went. Yeah, it's I didn't different. know nothing about no buses out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, anyway, so, so, but, but I ended up, which I didn't know at the very first day, but Vincent ended up being one of the artists I worked with. Oh, nice. Be, because that's the table I got, you know? And right. so, and because we had five teachers and they had five different areas. So, mm -hmm. and so we worked together for many, many years. Like, awesome. I don't know, yeah, 22 years. And then, oh, wow. Then, the strangest thing, his son became my godchild. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yes. you told me yes, that. Yes, that's... yes, yes. And What's he, his name? What's your son's name? Uh, Jonah, which is spelled oh. like Jonah. So yeah, it's Jonah. Kind of, yeah, Jonah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And uh, he he bumped one time. I said, that, I said, Paul, come get him. We looked around it. We gave me this baby look like, oh, you serious? <laughs> but when he got when he got strong, that's when I started caring. How old yeah. is he now? He is. 26 okay wow and he's actually he's in film and he's just a he moved a lot from southern california to berkeley to north carolina now he's been with us but he's moving to la in a couple of weeks so he's okay on his way down there yeah we're, we're losing another another good creative yeah 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 <laughs> that happens um paul i was told that you knew the founders of creativity explorer is that true yeah, I mean, Vincent knows them better than I do, but I, I knew actually only one because okay. uh, uh, Florence Ludin's cats had passed away, okay. so I did not know her. But I, I got to know Elias' cats, okay. uh, you know, so they founded it together. Yes. And he was more like the psychology, and she was more the artist. And got they it. Had, they, okay. had this, they had this vision that, you know, because uh, uh, they came from New York, and they, okay. they realized there was money this is like the late 60s or those early 70s, they realized there's money in California for funding to start programs like Ideas They Had, which was exactly that. An art center uh, where you have teaching artists, where you have, uh, where you have artists with these different abilities or disabilities, if we call it, but, but they, it's really different abilities or yeah. great yeah. abilities, right? And then you have, you get a board of director and it was like, they like a blueprint they laid it out while these centers are and they, and they hired the first director and 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 then the first teachers and it started really slow and you know ours we started at at, at mission cultural center in a room you know like like just a couple yeah, teachers right. and a couple artists and and then it grew and grew and grew and we moved a couple times and then ended up here like in, on 24th in utah right i knew elias cats yeah she was the type didn't play with nobody if somebody told her she couldn't open up an arts program in a building she would tell them i i'll be back yeah and she went back awesome. and told them look she even did art with us in in in, in hotel gallery got uh you know places yeah so therefore she was a go-getter yeah she was a, a very a go-getter and our husband he was good too um they did a book it was a red copy book of different ways to teach uh-huh um it it been in in i'm sure they're gonna re revise it i'm sure but that book had a lot of ways, different ways, but if a person was in a wheelchair, 
I don't think if I was an instructor, I don't think that would be a no-no for me to make him a, you know, a little crown for him to use to put the brush in and, and nail uh -huh. down like that. So they were they 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 started Nyad, that was in Richmond. Then they started Creative Growth, which it was in Oakland. Okay. So they were a, a great part of our programs of the programs that they started. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was a go-getter. She, yeah. she, she found, I mean, she found money for good paper. I mean, it was not that we, I remember it was a paper company in South San Francisco that we had to go to, yeah. and to, to, to pick up paper. They would give us paper, awesome. good paper. It was not no cheap paper because. And that was because of what she did, right? Yeah, that's yeah. because of what she did. Yeah. But see, you know, she was a she was a, a strong woman and he was a good person. Both of them were go-getters. Yeah. You couldn't tell them nothing. Yeah. They told you, excuse you, let's you know table that until next time. Yeah. It's because. They were very, she was, both of them were very interested of keeping this program and letting us stay in this building. And look but at this, it shows. It shows. Still but here. this used to be a dance hall. That's right. It used to be. Yeah. And I say, well, because, you know, they, they, yeah, she was, uh, and then when she passed away, I went to the, memorial over at night at night in richmond i went mm -hmm. to that mm -hmm. so when i heard i said oh no uh-uh but you know they were very influenced of having places for us to come awesome and we was like he said we was in the mission culture center because i i knew how to get there all i had to do was take the 14 boom i was right in front of it yeah so you know, and then we opened up another program on Arkansas. Oh, okay. I think that's CE1, CE2, something like that. CE2, and okay. we are CE1. Oh, so, still there? Oh, I didn't know They're that. still there. Okay. And then I had Francis. He was a teacher here back then. He was a teacher because I knew because he worked at one of them tables over there. Then after that, he became a director down there. Okay. See, we, you know, we had so many people that have came and went and gone from working here. Uh, you know, it's just that Elias Katz, she did not play and he did not play. Yeah. He, and it's one word she didn't want to hear. It was retard. It's right. She didn't, she didn't want to hear that because if, if she caught... One of the, these in here calling us that right today, she would say, come here, come here. Let's go in this room and talk. Now, if you say that one more time, you're out of here. Yeah, right on. You know, she would just tell them you out of here, Missy or Mr. Yeah. Because I, and, and, and she said, if I have to come back through here and hear that one more time, that would be in the That's you. the end, yeah. That was the end because we don't use that word here right. anyway. Right on. Okay, let's go back to Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Vincent. Okay. So do you want to talk about any of, you know, any kind of standout moments or, or anything in, in your 
time here in the, what is it, 30, 30 some years? Any highlights? Any? I mean, I'm sure there's just well, so there's, much. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. It's sometimes it's the little things that really count. I yeah. mean, like literally the little miracles, the little every day where they see some some artwork that's amazing. But there's, I mean, there's highlights. You know, uh, we sort of were in a crisis with, in the end, with our first director. They were just, uh, like Vincent mentioned, we started CE. We call it CE two, our second location down on. Back then, it was actually Folsom and 16. And things didn't go well money-wise. Mm -hmm. and, and there were some hopes for other artists to start here that never came through. Yeah. Anyways, but when he left, we were kind of, when our former direct, first director left, we were in a crisis. And I think then the next, uh, the next person, and Vincent, Vincent mentioned Amy Taub. She was our second director. Uh, I think when she started, and within a year, she kind of turned the place around financially. And kind of, it just was a, uh, it, it, uh, you know, um, our first director was an artist. You know, he was a muralist and he was great, but he was not so much an administrator, like to, who knew how to grow an organization. And Amy kind of took it on and, and had sort of also, a, she had that spirit about her being a person that can do anything. She'll get involved and help with anything that needs to be, like Vincent mentioned, she, drove people home with yeah. her car. I borrowed her car so many times to drive others home or like some for other errands or something. So like, I think that beginning of, of that time with her was a real highlight because we were such for a couple of years in a real crisis. So it was like, Oh, and then we started, you know, like I mentioned, when I first came at the front was an office, yeah. there were four desks in there. Right. And so her vision right away is like, we got to have a gallery. Awesome. And so we kind of took all the desks out and had some, 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 uh, some, uh, some help that was like a donation or helping doing new floors, but also we paid for it with, with donations from board members to kind of build that whole, like what we have now in the gallery, like a f nice bamboo floor. And, and so I think that was 2001. So having a gallery, kind of having sort of a, an outside face that where you can actually see the work from the outside, that was... That That's, was a big, and it, it felt like it, you know. Then we had openings. Uh, yeah. Every every two months we had an opening, or even more often, and it was. Uh, yeah. And, and now uh, we're to, yeah. That's on, this on, is on, now. It was always life. Thursday yeah. nights. I remember. Yeah. And it was just more and more people came, and and it was just a. It just became very vibrant as far as the the public coming in more because before they were never not. Every people could come in and buy work, but it wasn't so advertised or so open. Yeah. So people had to find out, oh, what is this? What? I know? remember the first time I, I came, it was by accident or by chance. I didn't know about it. And then after that, it was always like I would come on Thursday nights and it was like the highlight of my trips to the mission back then when I would get to see a show here. And, yeah. that, you know, and now it's... the shows that we have had has been successful. Yeah, I bet. And when I say successful, the people came. Yeah. We sent out invites. Yeah. Um, they came. But we on the invite, we would say the door doesn't open until blah, blah time. So if you were standing out there, we still in, we're still in here arranging stuff, right. draping stuff oh, to yeah. make it look nice before, before, before you come in. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say to Paul, I'll say somebody out there, Oh, they can stay out there until until six. Till the time, yeah. Yeah, or they can go 
and sit at the pizza store and have a pizza, pizza, and a soda. I was going to say get a burrito. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's know. special. Th those shows are special. Yeah. And then, too, you know. And that's one of her legacies, it sounds like. I'm sorry to interrupt. Then, too, like, if, if we stay, he'll buy, he'll buy food, he'll buy pizza and, and spaghetti. Right on. Because he, he would buy the food for, if I stay, he said, then, so what do you want? I said, whatever you go and get, I'll eat it. That's right. So, yeah. And, and then, too, we just, you know, we stayed, we ate, I ate. Then I said, it's time for me to go get dressed. Because I, I was not going to be looking like this. Yeah. So I <laughs> said, let me, uh, they see me have some pretty cool stuff. I so bet. that's it. I bet. <laughs> So it sounds like she's got quite a legacy. And then, yeah, so highlights. I think other highlights are like the certain shows were real highlights. We had, for instance, in the last 20 some years, we had like three fashion shows. And they all in, in their own ways, they were all highlights because it was kind of for artists uh, wearing fashion that was created here. Right. Even though it was more funky, maybe. I don't know how, how long ago the first one was, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. It was here, but yeah. it was too narrow. Uh, I mean, we painted, we painted like the, 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 runway. the runway on yeah. the floor. <laughs> I mean, it was funky in that sense, but we had fun, and, and I think the artists did too. And, and, and it was fun, uh, like it a... Was, it, was, it was too narrow for, uh, you know, I mean... To, to do the catwalk? <laughs> to, to, to do whatever. I had, to, I had to stop, turn, and go back. Stop turning and go back. Yeah. And then I came back on on the stage. Right. On the runway. Um, I mean, it, it, it wasn't pretty now. Yeah. Um, but it still sounds fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was still fun. sounds fun, yeah. It was fun. There were some little kids in it. I've seen oh, some cool. Little kids in it. Cool. Yeah. I've seen some little kids in it. I think. Yeah, actually, the first, the first one, I think my son was maybe, I don't know, Six, five or six or so and he there were some kids in it and then like amy's grandson uh -huh. sterling anyways there were like some little kid and so it was kind Cute. of just it was kind of like the whole community was not the whole but some of the community were involved and and some artists and some staff were wearing outfits and it was more funky and then and then the, the last fashion show not the very last one but the one before was like much more so that's already uh maybe that's like three four years ago only yeah and it was much more it was here but it was much more you know like models plus staff plus oh. artists and it was just a it was just a great a great event uh, very inclusive but one thing that i was just thinking of i really liked our different fundraisers we had over the years you know we used to have them at 111 minna street okay and they were just we did like one year we did notables. So we did the artist did portraits of of whatever from people that are notable in the Bay Area. So Robin Williams to Kamala Harris was part of it. And she actually came back then. This is oh, when this she was district attorney. Sixteen yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. eighteen years ago. Yeah. yeah. And and Neil and Neil Young came and and, oh, awesome. and so it was like it and they were cool but then some artists were there too. Yeah. And and one former volunteer, she she drove a limousine and she brought artists with the limousine. Oh, wow. And you know, I actually have never been in a limousine, but yeah. some of the artists it was for their first time to yeah. be in a limousine and get there. So, so there's fun. like these highlights. They were sort and of. Then I think I did one called Mr. Leatherman, didn't I? 
Oh, yeah, you did a, yeah, right, the San Francisco. Yeah, he's called, is he called Mr. Le I forgot now, San Francisco Letterman. Mr. Letter Letterman. Letterman. Yeah, so, so and definitely like maybe fashion, but from the Castro, a guy yeah. like that. San Francisco Letter or Mr. Letterman? Yeah, Vincent, yeah. Vincent did a big portrait of, of him. And so, was, and then I guess he must have bought it in life, too. I don't, I don't remember what happened, but a lot of things sold too. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm hoping it was. It, when I did it, I said, "Okay, I'll challenge." I, I did it. I thought, "Oh well, he was." Well, we can say he was a celebrity to San Francisco. Right. So, Paul, what what I'd like to end with um, our theme on the podcast this year is we're still here. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on sort of two topics around that. The fact that Creativity Explored is still here, obviously. But I think um, when we came up with that, that theme, one of the things that we feel like um, is being sort of squeezed out of San Francisco and that we're trying to hold on to and nourish is art in general. So if you could speak to, to those two things, please. Um, wow. Yeah, I think yeah, <laughs> that's a sad one. I think art in San Francisco being squeezed out of the city is is it's it's like Vincent said it, it. The city changed a lot, and I feel like I it was just everywhere. You know, like little storefronts or people. Out, you just felt more art in the street somehow, more out there, and uh, in the community, the mission, or and, and not that it's gone. It there is you know muralists that are doing great stuff, and there's still some stores but everything's gotten just different because i mean the prices just to release a little storefront are just like triple quadruple uh and 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 so many artists moved to and to oakland and it feels like that's what a vibrant art community yeah. is now in a lot yeah. of ways it feels like that yeah. and that's really sad you know and so but then I, I think for me personally i feel like that because creativity explored is still here um it's even more important to keep keep our our community here our artists here going and i feel like we're not going away i don't think that's that's not in the plan and that's and we have in that sense we have a great leadership now because we are uh, because linda is really good at fundraising and very good at looking at the big picture what do we need and we're looking at buildings and you know maybe in a couple of years from now we can own our building and then that would make a huge, uh, like just having like that, you know, as a cornerstone. I mean, ha having a building uh, would be great because there's so many dreams and ideas we have. We don't want to be, we don't want to be in two locations, like having a CE1 and CE2. We don't want to, right now we have also community, we don't use them because of COVID, but we have inclusion studios at Art Explosion. They're just sitting there with stuff stored in it right, and dust right. falling. And we had a studio down at Root Division that artists used. So we're kind of in all these different uh, areas. And I think having our own building will be, uh, and, and I, I think that's, that is going to happen. Um, so I think that'll be, um, that be really important for us. But then also, I think the connection to other art centers like our sister organizations, like Vincent mentioned, NIAD in Richmond and Creative Grove in Oakland, they've sort of, reconnecting stronger with the roots i think that's really really important and and it's happened also in the last few years i don't coincidental but also like uh the leadership of the organizations 
like wanting to work together is really strong and that wasn't so much the case before we were like more next to each other everybody's sort of doing their own thing and now yeah. we had several shows where artists from all centers were uh, involved uh, one was at minnesota street uh, project so i think just making us strong in 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 san francisco in the community besides you know the sales also like they're just we're selling more and more artwork uh but uh that alone is not i think enough it's just kind of like having the like having that foundation and and and, and one of the big uh, amazing cornerstones of this organization is i mean there's the artists there's like and, and artists like Vincent or Lauren, there's some artists that have been here 25, 35 years and quite a few and they're still here. But then there's also some teachers that have been here a long time. Yeah. And so it's it's not just, and some st other staff too. And it's not just, uh, uh, it's not just, a, we're not just this art center with these teachers over there, but we are like, it, it, it's much closer knit. It's a much closer community where we, we really know the artists and and they know us yeah. really and it's so it's it is kind of like family and i think that i mean that as long as we keep that alive too i think uh we're gonna stay here and as we also grow into this new uh new time uh in san francisco and 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 you know connect more also with other organizations that's in the future too like trying to network with but i think yeah our our, our foundation always going back and ne never forgetting about the cats is what they the plans they made for these three centers and how we can actually connect and 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 build build on this again and it and it's happening That was Paul Mosheimer. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll meet another creativity explored artist, Vincent Jackson. Part four and the conclusion of our series drops next Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And now, a quick word from the folks at KQED's Right Nowish. Hey, my name is Pindarvis Harshaw, and I'm the host of Right Nowish. It's an arts and culture podcast about the Bay Area. Every week, I talk to the cornerstones and the creatives in our community. The real message is that, like, we can take care of ourselves. Like, we got us. So it really represents, like, black and brown people moving into this digital, futuristic, technological space. We're, we're the land of the hustlers, so we're going to survive it. Check out the Right Nowish podcast. We'd love to keep you in the mix. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 160 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review our show so we can reach even more folks. We love email drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, keep dreaming, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.